Welcome to the Rebel Energy Podcast with me, your host, Jade Ellsbury. I'm a corporate dropout and multiple six-figure online business owner. My mission is to help you get out of the nine-to-five mindset and create a new narrative for moms working from home to gain more freedom, more income, and living your dream life by cultivating your own rebel energy. So grab a glass of wine, get comfy, and let's dig in. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Rebel Energy Podcast. I am so excited to talk with you all today. And today's focus is going to be about positioning and messaging in your virtual assistant business. One thing that was very, very hard for me when I first launched my business and for a lot of female business owners is really having that authority and boundaries set up in your business. I think it's because we never want to be looked at as like being a bitch. (laughs) And I totally get that. But I think there's something that we need to realize that you can't have firm boundaries in your business and in life and be authoritative within your niche and not come across as a biatch. All right. So I'm going to be talking with you in today's episode of how to do that and what specifically that looks like. Because at the end of the day, if you are not confident in the services that you are offering in your business or, you know, who you're working with, if the confidence is not there, people can smell that a mile away, whether that is through the DMs, whether that is on a sales call. And I know I've mentioned this previously, but I let my potential clients take over the discovery call because I didn't know what being authoritative looked like. And I had this mindset of, okay, if I don't basically, I don't even know if I want to use this analogy, but basically if I didn't like cater to them or kiss their ass, (laughs) I thought that they wouldn't want to work with me. And what that ended up looking like was me being super weak. And guess what? I rarely closed a discovery call. The first few clients that I got were actually referrals because once I started to work with someone and remember guys, I worked for a company, right? Which was like not ideal. I did not enjoy it, but I didn't have to go find my own clients. They were just given to me. But then when they saw the great work that I was doing for them, then they gave me referrals. So I really didn't need to do a discovery call because the confidence that they had in me was already there thanks to my old client, aka their friend, right? And they trusted their friend. But that is not an ideal situation. And exactly what I teach in Rock Salt Academy is how for you to attract your own ideal clients and how to build out a business where people feel confident in investing in you because you are showing up with confidence as well, all right? So here's what that looks like in your virtual assistant business. And I know I've talked about this in a previous episode as well. So I'm just gonna touch on this, but market research. You need to find their sweet spots and their pain points. And also use the language of the customer, right? You always hear the same thing in the online space, like different phrases like be authentic, you know, what is your zone of genius, all those, right? So you need to really look at, okay, what does your specific ideal client, what's the verbiage that they use? And then you're going to leverage the fact that you know 
about their sweet spots and their pain points. Knowing that and talking to your ideal client is going to give you the confidence of knowing, okay, I know my ideal client. I'm no longer afraid to talk to them. I've talked with them and I know exactly what they need because I had multiple ideal clients tell me what they needed in their business. So what you're going to do is gather all the information that you know, they're FPGs, and you are going to start to build out your content pillars. So your three content pillars are going to be your ideal client's common interests, like the common interests that you have with them, all right? So for example, when I was working with fitness coaches, a common interest that I had with them was mindset. I love doing mindset work, and as you know, whether you're trying to get fit, lose weight, there's a lot of mindset that goes into that. And a lot of fitness coaches used mindsets along with that. So the common interest for me working with fitness coaches was mindset. So that was one of my brand pillars. The second brand pillar is going to be the skill set. So exactly what they needed help with. So you're going to be marking all this out in your Trello board. The biggest mistake that I see virtual assistants make when they're building out their content, whether it be in a Trello board, however you want to do it, is they would just say for under skill set, social media. No, 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 no. That is way too broad because as you guys know, social media could be TikTok, Instagram, you know, Facebook, LinkedIn, and also what about social media? So your card, if you're using Trello board, needs to say an, a specific pain point, right? So having trouble with being consistent on posting on Instagram. And then inside that card is where you're going to put the specifics, which we'll get into here in a little bit. All right. And then the third brand pillar is going to be the client goals. So again, not be booked out. Okay. You want something more specific of like creating passive programs to free up more time, right? Again, guys, get super duper curious when you're doing market research. Do you guys see the difference of writing a post about social media? That could be a, a bajillion things. That tells me nothing. Do you guys see the difference of writing a piece of content about social media versus a piece of content helping them be more consistent on posting more on Instagram? If you are ready to have Rebel Energy and launch your virtual assistant business, then head over to basictobookedout.com to get started. Now, another objection from virtual assistants is, well, if I'm telling them how to do that in a piece of content, why would they hire me? Because here's the thing, guys. What's one common theme that every virtual assistant I hear that's doing market research, no matter what their niche is, one common pain point is always going to be not having enough time. All right. Even as I'm recording this, I've got a call with my coach in 30 minutes and I have back to back calls until three o'clock today, right? I don't have time to go learn something new. I don't have time to do that. So you want to give them just enough where they're going to be like, oh, wow, she really understands me and I'm getting three quick tips to help them get a quick win but you're not going to be giving them everything, right? You're gonna be giving them the what, so what they need to be doing, but you're not going to be telling them how. Does that make sense? So what that's going to look like if they're struggling with being consistent is you can maybe do an educational post of, okay, here is how you can be more consistent on posting 
on Instagram, right? Tip one, batch out your content ahead of time. Tip two, make sure that you are using a scheduler. Tip three, do you not have the time to implement those first two steps? Hire a virtual assistant. Tip three, in an ed educational post, you usually want to bring them back around to why they need to hire you, right? So for tip one, you're telling them what to do, batch of their content, but you're not telling them how to batch out their content. Tip two, you are telling them that they need to use a scheduler and you can tell them which one to use, whether you like to use plan, which is my favorite, or plan right? But you're not telling them how specifically to go and schedule things out and what that looks like, right? So that's going to be key. And when you do that, they're going to feel confident in you. They're going to be like, wow, she knows her shit, right? I feel confident in hiring her because she just gave me free value. But they're more than likely not going to go and just like implement that on their own, right? Because again, your ideal client is going to be strapped for time. And that's just like one super simple example, but that's what it should always look like. So for review on how to show authority through your content, it is going to be, number one, your common interest that you have with your ideal client, again, via market research. Number two brand pillar is going to be your specific skill set. So that could be something more broad of like, uh, maybe doing tech things, but then when you're building out your content vault, you're going to be super duper specific on, you know, what the tech side's going to be. All right. And then your client goal. So what is their overall client goal? Obviously, usually, right, 80% of the time it's going to be be booked out, make more money. But then under that, and it's okay for your three brand pillars to be broad because under that brand pillar, is where you're going to be specific, just like what I talked with you about. So if you are doing social media for your ideal client, that label you can slap on there for your skill set brand pillar, but you're going to want to make sure as you're building out specific posts that you're being very, very specific in their pain points, right? So again, if your skill set, I can't talk today, guys, skill set is going to be doing tech things for your ideal client, that's perfect. But you need to be really, really specific in the content that you're putting out. And here's the thing too, another big mistake I see VAs making. They then feel like they needed to know, for example, if your skill set's going to be doing tech things, that you need to talk about all tech things. No, do not do that. So what I have my clients do when they're doing the FPGs, all right, their fears, pains, and goals, as they're getting responses, they're gonna have that over on the side of like a Word document. And then over on the other side, they're going to have their three brand pillars and see where those FPGs fall under their brand pillars. So you're gonna take a look at all the information, the market research that you got and pick the common themes. So if you get one person out of you know seven that says something random and that, like let's say 80% of people you talk with need tech, okay? but then maybe one person says that they need lead gen, it's okay to delete that off your market research, right? Because you want the commonality between your ideal client. So don't feel like you need to put lead gen and DM management and squeeze it in somewhere if it doesn't fit. 
because it's not going to fit under a common interest. It's not going to fit under your skill set because remember, you're doing tech things for them. And that's what 80% of your ideal client needed. And that's not going to be like a client goal. Okay. So it's okay to go and delete that. So what that would look like for the tech side is only talking about the tech issues that your ideal client needs. Now, as you grow and expand, yes, if you keep hearing, maybe they're wanting tech things with just Kajabi or Kartra. Okay. Let's pretend that. But then um, you know, you're six months in and you're, you've been talking to your idle clients, remember, because you're always talking to your idle clients and you're learning that now your idle clients under your specific niche are needing a little bit more help with um, maybe streamlining the onboarding process in their coaching business. Yes, you can always add more content in there, but you don't want to be talking about random tech things that your idle client doesn't need and that's not specific in what you heard for the market research. So this is literally how my clients are able to build that rapport with their idle client without working for free. Isn't that so much easier than working for free, building out a portfolio and a website, right? Because you don't know what the F to put in those two things than just going and communicating with your idle client and creating content around that. And also too, obviously reels are huge. Reels I just read this week are going to be basically taking over static posts. I still think that you need to be doing a static post once a week to like writing out content, but your other two pieces, you know, of content or three pieces can be reels in really hitting home with them using your sense of humor. This is a great way to showcase your personality. And again, if you are giving them like the three tips that we just talked about, right? Of like how to show up more consistently on Instagram, you can create a 10 second reel and give them the three tips right then and there. And then the next week, repurpose that and just go a little bit more in depth in a static post. So that around content, that's going to be the easiest way to show your authority. Now, the other thing that I want to touch on is showing authority in your Instagram bio. I had a past RSA client the other day. I can't even remember what it was. But they said, okay, I help statements, don't use them, go and, and I can't remember what it was, guys, do something different. It wasn't even a sentence. It was like, I do this, and then I do this, and then I do that. And she's like, how do you feel about that? And she wasn't like questioning what I teach, right? But it was just more of like, what are your thoughts on that? Here are my thoughts on that. At the end of the day, yes, I could totally say, you know, in my Instagram bio, I'm a boy mom of two. I'm a wrestling mom. Um, you know, I'm a VA coach or was a VA turned VA coach. But that doesn't give your ideal clients a good sense of what I do. And same with your ideal clients. We want a, it's almost kind of like your mission statement. So I am still a big fan. I know I hear other coaches say, oh, don't do that. I am a huge fan of the I help statement. I still think it works great. My clients are still being booked out. And I, I really truly believe that that's one piece of the puzzle that works. Because remember, at the end of the day, you guys have an online business. You do not have an in-person business. You don't have yard signs. You don't have business cards. Your sign outside the front of your door is literally going, your storefront is Instagram. Your business card is your Instagram bio. 
So I would still say, yes, 100% have an I help statement. If you don't want to say I help, <clears throat> you can still use different verbiage. And we mix it up all the time with my RSA clients. We say things of, you know, helping XYZ achieve blah, blah, blah by doing whatever. Okay. So I'm going to show you the basic of like what we do and what that needs to look like. And if you want to flip flop, so you don't say who you help at the beginning and flip flop it or say like assisting, you know, fitness coaches to help achieve blah, blah, blah. You can still use different verbiage like that. I do agree. I do see I help a lot. And so helping my clients create their Instagram bios to stand out a little bit different. I do you, you like to use different verbiage. I like to mix it up. So here's what that's going to look like. You are going to have one sentence that showcases the problem that you solve and who you help. Now, two years ago, I don't know if you guys know who Angie Lee is. That's the way that she taught it. But I like to insert something different. And we insert in there what goal you're, you're helping them achieve. So you're going to have something that says, I help insert your niche, your ideal client, right? So like fitness coaches with their insert your skill set. So again, specifically what you're helping them do, which again, guys, that's your brand pillar is your skill set. And then you're going to insert another brand pillar, which is going to be their client goal. All right. So do you guys see the, the same thing there? Your common interest is usually going to be your ideal client, right? Like something you guys have in common. So again, I help insert your niche, your ideal client with XYZ. So obviously be more specific, guys. Don't just say the tech, but you know, insert the specific skill set there. And then what goal that you help them achieve. So let's say that your ideal client, you're doing like admin work for them. I don't want you to say like, I just help them do admin work. But I also don't want you to list out the bajillion things that you help them do. Like my virtual assistant, Kindle, helps me with all the things, right? Um, so you want to be a little bit more specific on like what exactly it is you do and like how you help them complete that goal. So that's where it can get a little bit tricky with your I help statement is finding that sweet spot where you're not super broad and saying you just do tech, but you're a little bit more specific, for example, I help them specifically with the Kajabi tech side of things, which helps them get to and then insert their goal, right? That's just like one crappy example. <laughs> but I want you guys to be specific. So that way when they read the sentence, they know in one sentence who you help, how you help them, and what you help them achieve when you guys work together. My last point that I want to bring forward for you is that a lot of times you're going to be selling them on what they want, but then you need to show them what they need. So I get people all the time that join Rock Solid Academy and they're like, Jade, I want to land clients, right? But what they don't know is actually what they need. And that's what I showcase to them on my Instagram, right? Well, you want a client that's great. But it's not that simple as, oh, just go do this and land a client. No, 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 no. You want a client, but here's what you need to do in order to get to that goal. So I listen and validate what they want, but what they actually need, right? What they want is to land an idle client, but what they need is to do the market research, niche down, and create valuable content.
So for example, to go back to the other example that I used earlier with the fitness coaches, like if they're saying, okay, I need to be more consistent posting on Instagram, that's what they want. But your job as a virtual assistant is to show them what they need. So what they need probably, if they're not being consistent, is a content vault for themselves. Maybe it's they, they want to be more consistent, but what they need is to have um, a, a posting schedule in place. Maybe they need content that's basically done for them. So that's the beauty of what you guys do is you listen and validate your ideal client's wants, but because you did such badass market research, you know exactly what they need. And that's your job as a virtual assistant is to show them what they actually need. All right. So that's what I have for you today. I hope this was helpful. If you guys have any more questions about Content Vault, anything like that, you guys know how to get a hold of me. My Instagram at Coaching is a great way to get a hold of me. Shoot me a DM and I can definitely um, walk you through what that looks like. So thank you so much for tuning in. So excited to give back value to you guys and go and start creating some badass content, but also start to be an authoritative presence in the online space for your idol clients. Until next time, Rebels. I hope that you enjoyed today's show. And if you did, then please hit subscribe. And remember, you are amazing, you are worthy, and you are capable. Until next time, Rebels.